Alright, yeah, one time for your mind. This is the Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J, alongside my main man, DL Glass. And tonight, our special guest is one of Greensboro, one of North Carolina's, one of the United States, one of the world's finest MCs. The legendary Entice, payroll alumni. Give it up. What's up? How you doing, mama? I'm wonderful. That was such an awesome intro. <laughs> oh, you like that? That's what's up, family. Yeah, I you think. Doing good? Oh, yeah, doing real good. Doing real good. I think we touched We touched the bases, you know. Now, <laughs> now what, what I usually do for, for a guest of your stature, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little bit of a, a broad, brief intro, and then I'm going to let you carry on from there, okay? Cool. If you've been following the podcast, you know that we've had um, we've had a few people on here that are alums of Payroll Records. Right. In Greensboro, back in the day, started by Roland, Roland Jones. And Entice is the premier female artist from that label. She went on to have a wonderful career in hip-hop. Now, when I got to Greensboro, Entice was on everybody's Everybody was talking, entice, 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 entice. Right. You know, she she left here and, and she got a big deal. Hmm. So since we have you on the phone, we want you to start from the beginning. Tell us how you got involved first with Payroll Records. Then we want to know about the um, the trip from local record label to, I would say, a mid-major onto an actual major because you've had, you've had um, several different... Uh, different careers i would say <laughs> so so i got started um you know i used to just be be the girl rapper bus stop or um at school and when i was um in high school i just used to rap all the time so everybody knew i could rap and eli went to my high school he was like um i think he might have been a senior and i was like a freshman or something but um, he like introduced me to like the busy boys because they were like uh, a real you know they had a group and they they were doing music and um, E fanatic Dana doing their thing and um so Eli you know and 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 back then which is like the late eighties it was kind of like girls were were on the rise you had like MC Light and. Queen Latif and Moni Love and, you know, a lot of different, uh, Salt and Pepper, a lot of different artists coming out. And um, so, you know, a lot of people, I think, wanted, wanted a girl that could rap. So Eli hooked me up with them, and they were with this guy named um, Gravy. He was like, I, I don't know if he was their first manager, but at the time when I got with them, they, he was like the manager. It was this guy named Gravy. And um, so anyway, after... Somehow we ended up getting with Roland. I don't really remember. They, they could probably tell you more so. But um, got with Roland. He was this New York guy uh, that could, you know, had had a lot of big ideas. And I just, I just rapped. I mean, like I don't, I didn't know all of the the behind the scenes on um, what everybody did. I just go in the studio and rap at Dana's house. That's what I love to do every day. Like after school, go over there. And make records, not records, but make music. Because back then it wasn't like, you know, like records. It wasn't like how it is now. 
Right. Um, Can I? But anyway, that's that's kind of how I connected with them, and then we did like the compilation <laughs> album, and um, I was in high school, and um, I think they like they went like Eli and Fanatic went to New York to shop the compilation album, and um. That's how I ended up getting a deal with Wild Pitch because they stopped it there and they wanted it enticed. Um, you know, so that's how I kind of ventured off. And then the other artists, you know, like Nyborn, Ski, all of them, Fanatic, everybody just kind of did their own thing. But everybody still got, you know, um, deals and fame doing their own thing. So that was pretty much the foundation. But. I mean, my first song on, on payroll, um, Take It to the Stage, it was a song that she actually wrote. Even though I wrote my own song, you know, back then, um, he wrote that song and Fanatic produced it and he loved was DJ back then. K Nice ended up being my DJ. I mean, it was just it brought back good memories and we had a good time doing it. Right, right. Now, for anybody that's been following the show, I want you to notice something. There have been a number of people on this show that mentioned their time at Dana's house. Legendary Mix Master D. I spent, yeah, R.I.P. Rest in peace always. My brother for life. Now, if if you haven't noticed by now, how many people have come in here and said that it that at some point in their career, right, they were at Dana's house. Ski said it, Fanatic said it, Brandon D said it, mm-hmm. Van X said it, mm-hmm. everybody I said it, right? Like Chicago said it, yeah. Every everybody who's had anything to do with hip hop in Greensboro, you had not passed through there. And right. so let me say this too: I want to give my mom a shout out because I was like fourteen, and she would take me there and sit in the living room for hours. While while I was in in the room, you know, rapping, wow, and uh, and his, his he had the most amazing room. It was a, a a little room, but you couldn't even see the paint on the walls because he had posters everywhere on his wall. Wow, like just just you know, from Salt and Pepper to to LL, just who whoever you know, because he used to get the little centerfolds. And write on and word up and all of those posters will be on this wall. I mean, it was just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it, your young fourteen-year-old self, where did you pull <laughs> from? Like, where did your style come from, or what was your inspiration? Um, like I really liked MC Light and Salt and Pepper, but when I was young, I always wrote poetry. Um, mm. and the only two songs that I was like I recorded that I didn't write was the Take It to the Stage, um, which got me the record deal. So shout out to Steve Fanatic. Eli, appreciate that. Um, Aunt Dana, much love, payroll, rolling, RIP, all that. Um, but I got I got confused. What was the question again? About your inspiration confused. and your style. Yeah. So so I really liked MC Light, Salt and Pepper, but the only two songs I didn't write was Take it to the stage and funky but mellow that Mixed Master D did. 
So then once I signed with Wild Pitch, I got to go ahead and explore my creativity and everything I wrote from there. Um, and just, just poetry, turning poetry into music and songs. Um, and I just loved all female rappers back then. And uh, I would say that, and I also like New Edition too, because, you know, back then everybody was New Edition saying all the girls and they used to kind of rap in their songs too. So, um, you know, it just inspired me even more. But Salt and Pepper, I think they were probably, I mean, I can remember one time when they came to Greensboro, I was like in high school, I think I was like a senior in high school. And they had performed at um, A&T's Homecoming and HBCU, largest HBCU, shout out to A&T. Um, Thank you, Pride. So they, and, and my parents let me go, but they were like, you have to be home by 12 o'clock. So, I mean, that was my curfew. So I went and um, they didn't come on stage. And it's like a 1130. I keep looking at the time. My swatch watch. <laughs> Y'all remember that? Swatch watch. It's like 1130. I'm like waiting for them to come on. They don't come on. And I wasn't leaving without seeing them because, like, I love them. Right. So. They came on about, it had to be like around 120. Oh, my goodness. You in trouble. My mom was in the living room waiting for me. (laughs) And I got grounded for like a week, but I didn't care because I got to see salt and pepper. It was worth it. (laughs) Worth every minute. Worth every every minute. minute. So, (laughs) so, you know, we talked to a lot of people who uh, came from the payroll camp. And so many people went on to do other things with other labels, larger labels. So it sounds like you were the first to branch out. Yes. Um, as far as getting a, a record deal. Outside of I payroll. Was, yeah. Um, I mean, like, out, you know, like a major deal with Wild Pitch. But, I mean, we all did. You know, I think I was the first, but um, everybody, like, uh, you know, had an original flavor, not born. Um, I think he signed the next plateau, and I remember that because I think that um, it was some cool people on that record label, too. I mean, but everybody went out and did their own thing. So, um, you know, that just goes to show you how much talent we had here. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and everybody, even though I was from here, and every interview you, you hear me say, I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina, they thought that I lived in New York, and I was uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter. Now, how they came up to that conclusion, I think it was probably because he was in black to the point, like like some scenes of him, and maybe they just connected me like that. I'm not certain, but, um, you know, Greensboro... No, it's it's full of talent. Not just Greensboro, but North Carolina in general. Full of talent. And um, it proved that by what we had and what we ended up doing. We just didn't get to do it together. And that's the sad part. Right, right. Yeah, I can, I can, I get the feeling when I talk to, um, to all of you all that, you know, there's a sense of, oh, man, what it could have been. Mm-hmm. Even exactly. though everybody had wonderful careers. Right. You know, it's just to think that we were all together at one time. Well, you know something, the optimistic thinker that I am, I tell Steve this, I tell Fanatic this all the time when I talk to them. 
um, that I still see a vision of it happening because um, they still have talent to produce. I'm a writer, and who knows? We may just, you know, one day make magic happen again. Not as not us being an artist, but us, you know, discovering the next bit. It, it can happen. And I always tell them that. I don't think they believe me. But one day, if it does, you're going to play this interview back and be like, she said that. <laughs> right. Right. So... You know, we always like to acknowledge first on the show. So we're gonna we're gonna brand yeah. you as the as North Carolina's first big deal female MC. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think so. A lot of people, you know, thought that um, you know, North Carolina might have been P D Pablo when it wasn't J Cole, it was Entice. You know, that got that deal in New York. Um, as far as a rapper, um, but you know, I'm just grateful because if it wasn't for you know, Busy Boys and uh, Eli, it it wouldn't have happened for me. I mean, like, Dana had the coolest, um, like, hip-hop posse and, like, the, the coolest movement here. I mean, it's just so much talent. Like, we had our own crew. What, like, you know how in New York they had, like, the Juice crew? And we had the hip-hop posse. And, I mean, <laughs> you know, it was a big crew. And every Saturday I couldn't wait to listen to uh, – and it might have even been Friday too, ninety point one at the station at uh, A and T because they played hip hop, and I would just have my 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 tape cassette recording everything, and I'd go back and play it, and don't let them play Salt and Pepper. Oh my gosh, I go crazy. <laughs> I used when I used to come visit my aunt back when I was in high school. I would come to Greensboro, and I would sit in front of the radio the whole time. Right. Wasn't it cool? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would sit in front of the radio the entire time. And I, I didn't even know who I was listening to. Right. But somebody later told me I was probably listening to Texas Pete. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I never got a chance to meet him, but shout out Texas Pete. Right. You know. Shout out. And now Dana Lucci, don't, Dana Lucci was on um, the big wheel, right? W-E-A-L. Oh, yep. 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 So. Yep. There and it's like, um, you know, just the, I I can remember it like yesterday, just fun going up there and, um, you know, just being able to once we you know started making music here, they would have us up there doing interviews and stuff. You know, um, we're technically kind of like a baby New York here, um, at least that's how I looked at it. But you know, it could have been like that at other places too. But we it was just fun. Just you know, we we're young and. Um, we got to do a lot of shows, like, not just here, like, we were all over North Carolina performing, and, um, I mean, I can, I can remember, um, one of my first, matter of fact, my first time, my first time being on stage was at, like, a, I was still in high school, and it was, like, a, um, I, I don't know if it was, like, a UNCG homecoming or something, but, um, Mm-hmm. I, I got on stage and it was like all these college guys and they were trying to pull me off stage. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, it was so fun. I mean, it was, you know, like they made sure that um, they worked, you know, we worked hard together uh, really coming up with ideas. And Fanatic was really good at that too, coming up with like, um, you know, stage shows and that sort of thing. But we just had a good time. 
Yeah, shout out UNCG Spartans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of college, Greensboro is full of colleges. So it's the perfect place to to start a career in music right. because you have people who are gonna take your sound back home with them. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of college, shout out to Bennett. Definitely shout out to Bennett. Do you know that's where I, that's where I met you? Real? No, I can't remember. Tell me about it. I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. Back in the day, um, you know, I used to hang with K Nice all the time, and K Nice K Nice was your DJ, right? And I met you one day when Sway was in town. Sway and Tech. Sway, right? Okay. Sway was in town, and me, K Nice, and Sway went over to Bennett. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met you that day. Wow! Wow! I love Sway. He's he's he is like um, I mean, I go to New York, and he, I mean, not New York, L.A. He do uh, interviews, and I mean, he he's 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 a cool dude. He was a he but, was a big fan. Yeah, of yours. Yeah, that, yeah, and I really appreciate that. I mean, he's a, he's you know, and and he's a huge part of. Hip hop. I mean, like the, you know, the, just everything. I mean, he is hip hop. Like right. he's he's a he's he's it. Yep. And and then stay on that Bennett. No shout out Bennett one more time. My mom's a bell. Okay. Bennett bells. Yeah, yeah. Bennett bells in the building. So so like, tell me. Like I'll, I'll tell you when I um when I got my record deal, I had just graduated from high school. I guess they wanted to wait till I turned eighteen. I mean, I can remember the phone call. They had left a message on the answer machine. Like, I thought it was somebody was playing a joke on me or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so, like, I, like, my, when I first signed, it was, my parents made me go to this thing called Freshman Summer Institute at Bennett. But I was like, I had just signed my record deal straight out of high school. I wanted to go to New York and be a rapper. <laughs> but, um, my parents said, well, you, you're going to go to this summer program at Bennett. And, you know, if you don't like it and you want to go to New York, then we'll talk about it. But you're going to that to this this uh, summer camp at Bennett. And when I tell you I went there, they dropped me off on the doorstep of Player Hall on my 18th birthday. Wow. <laughs> and I never looked back. It was the best time of my life, okay? I met all of my girlfriends. And, I mean, we have, you know, just been cool since that day as a – at this very moment, those that's still like my sisters. Like I love Bennett, best experience of my life. Nice. And, and, and just to tell kids out there, or who's ever listening, that you know, you're in high school and you're like, I don't want to go to college. I promise you, it's nothing like high school. You will have the best time of your life ever, best memories, best everything. And it didn't stop I- you from advancing your hip hop career. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that was that was a good thing because uh, Wild Pitch, you know, whenever I had to do something, they just flew me up there, um, and you know, I just came back and and went to school. And I mean, I really didn't even I can remember, um, I was on Thanksgiving break, and I had I went up there to shoot uh, the Black to the Point video, like. It was big. That's my that's my favorite joint right there. (laughs) Black to the point. It was like like, uh, Kid Capri and Ralph McDaniels and you know all of them played played it up there, but down here they played um, Chinese Eyes. But I can remember being on 
Thanksgiving break at home and um this rap show came on and Black to the Point came on. I said, Oh my gosh, like that was the first time I was like, Wow, like because 'cause I'm used to seeing like, you know, uh Big Daddy Kane and like I'm used to seeing everybody else's videos that I love and then here I come. And it was amazing and I didn't even really realize how big and tight was until I the next time I went to New York and I couldn't even go down the street without somebody like that's entice. I mean, <laughs> so it was just really cool and but I'm just a little girl that goes to bed at college, you know, but um <laughs> definitely fun experience. And nice. you know one thing I appreciate from hearing all these stories from all of you guys is the humbleness that's a part of it. And I wanted to take the time to tell you when you say that you were the first artist in North Carolina to get a major deal, I need you to say it with your chest out. <laughs> Put some aggression <laughs> on that because, like like Cap said a minute ago, we've had a few firsts on this podcast, and it's an honor to have you up here and to share your story with our listeners. Well, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I couldn't do it by myself. So that's why I have to, you know, give a shout-out to – our crew because you know it was a it was a collaboration mm-hmm. that you know just just got all of us to the point where we are but um and it's a blessing i mean i'm just grateful that that god blessed me with the talent and 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 to be around the the right people for it to happen but um you know it was it's just a, a true blessing to just you know to just be able to do it, I mean. Mm-hmm. Now, now, real, real quick for the listeners <clears throat> who may not, uh, they may not know about Wild Pitch. Wild Pitch Records, I think at the time, uh, Main Source was on there, right? No, they came after me. They came after. They had Gangstar. Uh-huh. Yeah, they had Gangstar and um, Kill Rob G. I don't know if you remember the Power. Oh, come on now! I'm a, I'm a absolute. <laughs> no, I, I. No, I'm not. You, I'm talking to the people. Oh, okay, okay. I was getting, I was getting <laughs> to say, I, I have, I have had to almost have a fight to to keep Chill Rob G in my top ten. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was like that, a battle be, with, between that the power record because um, it was somebody else that had the power, exact same song, but you know, different, same beat music and everything. The different. original was Chill Rob G, though, right? right. Right. Yep, it was the remix, the power remix. And Lord, and Lord Finesse, and he was like, oh my gosh, I, used to, I mean, to me, he was one of the best lyricists, but... Um, hold up, hold up, that, you, that you can't just say Lord Finesse, finesse. you got you to give finesse. a shout out to Mike Smooth, too. <laughs> okay, shout out to Mike Smooth, too. Lord Finesse and Mike Smooth at the time. Uh-huh. On yeah, but, yeah, Lord Finesse, and um, I mean, he was just, I love the, like, he was just a lyricist. And yes. I just love his lyrics, but um, you know the the cool thing is we had that too. Like Ski to me was, you know, a better lyricist, just as good as a lyricist as a producer. Like mm. his wordplay mm-hmm. and all of that. Like I mean, I feel like if our crew at that time lived in New York, we would be the biggest thing. We would be like bigger than Latifah's flavor unit. <laughs> And we were just in the wrong, you know, the wrong 
Well, really, to me, it's not because I love North Carolina. I love being from Greensboro. I wouldn't trade nothing. But I just feel like, you know, hip hop was just in up north. It wasn't, you know, we kind of just. Right. You had to travel to be a part of it. Yeah, you had to. Because mm-hmm. it, you know, it wasn't like it is now. But um, definitely the foundation part of it anyway. And it's, it's, a, it's a blessing as we celebrate, you know, 50 years of hip hop. That's crazy. Indeed. Now, during your time at Wild Pitch, you had a record called Hush Hush Tip. And at the time, none of the guys from Wu-Tang were really doing features like that. And you showed up with a song with Method Man on it. How did did y'all work that out? How did that come about? So, you know, I'm still in college and I go up there for... I don't really remember what I went to New York for at the time, but I can remember, I think I might have been with Sincere at a, well, some sort of MC light party. Um, there was a lot of industry parties at the time. Um, and, you know, they would always have me out at places when I would go. I'd only be there for a couple of days, but. Um, so anyway, this particular time when I'm in New York, like you see all of these, um, these uh, yellow, like I think it was like black and yellow stickers all over New York that said Wu Tang, and I mean I didn't know what Wu Tang was, and and I was like, um, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I just just saw it. So anyway, at that party, I think we ran into um, my boy Raheem, which he was called Prince Raheem, which is RZA. And um, I know him through Sincere because him and Sincere are really cool. Shout out Sincere. And, yeah. And so um, so when I saw Rakeem, he was like, hey, it's Tice, what's up? You know, because um, we hung out a few times when I was when I would go with Sincere. He would always be with Sincere. So anyway, he, I was like, what are you up to? You know, because he had that, that uh, I love you, Rakeem. You remember that song? Mm-hmm. They had the video. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um totally different from like Wu-Tang so so I said so what are you doing now he said you know I'm, I'm Wu-Tang I said oh so you're Wu-Tang so I was like so happy that I knew Wu-Tang but I didn't know it was like the whole crew <laughs> you know but I was like oh I see like that's all I see in New York is like Wu-Tang but then you know I got to to really learn what Wu-Tang was but um uh we ended up at the studio and um, Devon, which is Fourth Disciple, um, you know, produced Hush Hush with RZA. And, um, like, it was a part that I wanted a guy to rap on. And, like, like I didn't know all of the Wu-Tang at that particular time. I just knew Rakeem and Genius, which is Jizza, their, their cousin, because Genius would hang out, too, Um with, with Rakeem and so it would be him I knew him and I think they were it was like a room full of all of these guys right so I didn't really like I hadn't really I hadn't heard Protect Your Neck down here you know it was like really big up right, there still so, a New York record. anyway long story short I can I can remember when we were in the studio so um because I was just trying to come up with new new material. And um, 
Four played me a lot of good stuff that I like. He's an awesome producer. Shout out to Fourth Disciple. Um, so anyway, they were all in this room, and uh, Method Man was like, yo, uh, come here, guys, look at this. And he popped in a, a, a VHS tape, and he played um, M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Hey, you, get off my, like, it was a video for it. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. So it hadn't even come out yet. But um, I kind of hung out in that room for a little bit. Then I went back into the studio, and um, it was like a guy part that I needed a guy to say. So I just went there and asked him to do it. He came in there and did it, and that's how it happened. Wow. Wow, that's dope. That's wow. dope. You know, funny thing about that video, when that video came out, my grandmother in Tarbor looked at me and said, why is Jerome on the TV acting crazy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate that. I hate that he didn't um, get to do the video because I think they were like out of town that particular weekend, and I had, you know, I wish that that you know he could have been a part of that. But um, just real cool people like love, love Wu Tang and and that whole and 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 really. Um, you know, it's crazy how all of the deadly venoms and all of that um, transpired. Uh, but you know that that happened like the next year or two after that. So yeah, let's let's talk about how you how did you go from enticed the solo act on Wild Pitch to being part of the deadly venoms? What was it A and M? Yeah, like that was our first <clears throat> deal with A and M. So which I was super excited because I was like, um, like John McClain, who is like I'm not certain if he still is, but the executive of Michael Jackson's um estate signed us to A and M Records. And uh real cool guy, but I guess as a as a artist I was just super excited because I always remembered A and M Records as as Janet Jackson's control album. Like that was her, you know, first label where she, you know, really just took over her her career. So I was like, wow, I'm on the same record label as Janet Jackson. Like, how right. cool is that? Right. Um <laughs> but um you know it, it was really good because uh we had like chat you know, just had, had done an album and uh, working on an album and corrupt, and we got to you know be a part of those projects, and um, you know, it was just good times. But um, I, I hooked up with Deadly Venoms because Storm, which I knew Storm, uh, he's a producer, and you know, uh, I used to see him in the studio all the time, so. Anyway, one day he called me up. He's like, "Yo, I'm in North Carolina." He's like, "Yo, Tice, like, uh, I got this group. He's like, Deli Venom, like, and Wu Tang was, you know, big then. At this particular time, he's like, "Yo, uh, you know, we want to do like a, a female, female Wu Tang called Deli Venom." I was like, "All right, cool. Like, I'm cool with it." So they flew me up there, and um, we were recording at some studio in New Jersey, and I met all the girls. But it was more girls at that particular time. Then, um, then it ended up being so that they yeah. started off as more. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Oh, oh, well, I'm gonna say about 
maybe six or seven girls. And um, then it kind of just ended up being uh, the three of us. And then I can, uh, me, Jay Boo, and Finesse, which I was cool, like, loved. Finesse because I was a huge Finesse and Quiz fan. So here I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm in a group with like, like Finesse from Finesse and Quiz. Like I got, I bought y'all cassette tapes. <laughs> like, yeah, love it. You know, I, y'all had the MCM song in the videos. Like I thought they were the coolest girls hey, ever. Sister, but, so sister. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so to be in a group with her, and I mean, real, real nice lyricist. Yeah, she and, was cool um, people. I remember meeting her with you one time. We were in uh, Reno. Hmm. Yep. Okay. She, had, yep. she actually, um, well, not not Vanessa, but uh, Jay Boo actually lives out in Vegas. Word. But, uh, and wasn't yeah. Champ MC in there too at one time? Yeah, so, no, she's still, she's still a, a Venom. Like, you know, um, that's what I was going to say. So it was just Jay Boo, and I thought Jay Boo, like I had never – met her because she was like the newcomer but she was from Queensbridge and like you know Queensbridge had like Nas AZ and you know like Roxanne Shante which also shout out was one of my favorite MCs I mean lyrics I mean I used to rap her all day long like when I you know when she came out every song I had to hear it Every song I had to learn. Like, I thought I was Roxanne Shantae. <laughs> but, um, so, so just Jay Boo being from Queensbridge, I knew she, she had it, you know, just because that, that history there. So we were in the studio one day and someone was like, yo, I got this other girl, like Tampa C. And I, of course, I remember Tampa C because, you know, she had the record, um, Keep It On The Real. Right. And I remember. They used to come, you know, our video used to come on and stuff. So I remember her, um, didn't know her, but, you know, she came to the studio and um, we just vibed and it was just a group from there. And, um, you know, uh, uh, it just, it just, it just clicked and we all feel sisters to this day. Hey, that's what's up. I'm glad to hear y'all still keeping together, keeping close. And you know what's cool? Um, I think like the like New York, they gave they did a lot of cool things for the hip hop artists there. And I'm like, you know, what about North Carolina? Like being the the first hip hop artist to sign outside of here, you know, to a, a major label in New York that was like the you know right a big deal. Yeah, right. like. They had done any well, I don't know. I'm just saying like for the for the founders. Like I think that payroll and all our artists like the mayor of Greensboro needs to come and, and give us some plaques and Right. They need to change they need to change okay, East Market governor. Street, the payroll boulevard for at least <laughs> right. for a little while. Governor, yeah. they need to they need to recognize that because they did that for the artists in New York because um Champ got recognized and I thought that was like really cool, but it was it was the Bronx that did it for her. And some of the New York State representatives, but I'm like, you know, where are North Carolina representatives? They've done nothing, you know, for the for the artists that started it here. But it's all good. I mean, you know, right? No, it's you not know. all good. <laughs> it's not all good. We this this subject has come up before on this show, especially this year with uh, 50 years of hip hop. Mm-hmm. 
And so during this year, with all these celebrations and commemorations and all of this stuff going on, has any you haven't there hasn't been any recognition of of the contributions of payroll that you've been a part of this year? I have. I'm, I'm just speaking for me. I'm not certain about the others, but I haven't been. And I feel like, you know, being just us being the foundation and the work that that uh, the boys put in, Busy Boys and Eli put in, and payroll and, you know, Bad Rap, Not Born, all that work that they put in because they were the older ones that went out and pushed it, you know? Right. And it needs to be something. I I totally agree. And like I said, this is not the first time this has come up. And I, I think it's an issue. Um, we, we did one show and I said, hey, they they spend so much time honoring all these people that came after mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. this year. And and I was telling DL one day on the podcast, I was like, like as a DJ, I can't take my flowers until K Nice get his flowers. Right. You feel me? Right. Yeah. And and until, you know, like we can't even start the conversation by honoring like you see what they did in the Bronx. Right. Right. Like we can't, you know, and, and it's as much as J. Cole and Petey Pablo and and Luke Nasty and and Colonel Loud and right. and the list goes on. Right. As much as they've done, mm-hmm. like it starts right. with, with the payroll posse. And the dialogue starts right here on the Capital City it, podcast. And the dialogue starts right here. So I hope y'all paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? I mean, it, it is what it is, but I'm I'm just grateful that um, you know, shout out to my Deadly Venom crew, and you know they 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 definitely uh did it for for Champ in the Bronx. So you know, I'm I'm proud for them to to recognize that because you know, um. It's, it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Right, it is. Well, I, I think so many artists and producers from New York, you know, the mecca of hip-hop, need to pay homage to North Carolina, too, um, because North Carolina's contribution to hip-hop goes so f- so much further than what people realize. Like, we had um, Tony Crush. On the Cold Crush Brothers. On early in our podcast and how... We came about that is because um, my brother uh, had a death in his family, and then his family members kept telling me there was somebody they wanted me to meet. And I'm like, who? And I called Cap, and I'm like, do you know who Tony Crush is? And he was like, no. And then I was like, well, what about Tony Tone? I'm like, hell yeah, I know who Tony Tone is. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony Tone has roots in North Carolina. And, you know, that was one of the first – if not the first group to sign a major deal in New York. Oh, wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so many, you know, so many producers behind the scenes, um, right. disco King Mario. When you talk about the first DJs, you know, hip hop is started on the back of the DJs. And whenever they talk about a Mount Rushmore hip hop, the people they always throw out to put on the Mount Rushmore is, is DJs. Mm-hmm. Her, Grandmaster Flash, right. Bambada, and Disco King Mario is from Edenton, North Carolina. 
And his name is, if you watch some some YouTube videos, of, you know, various people from back in the day talking about who was really influential, you'll hear his name over and over again. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've been importing or exporting our sound for a long time. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, the thing is, if it wasn't for the DJ, who would play our record? I mean, like, right. y'all are, are a huge part of everything because... You know, we don't make music just for us to, you know, sit in our room and listen to it. Y'all get it out there. I mean, that's huge. And um, I've always been a, a fan of what you do, Capital J. Oh, you know, well, thank speaking. you. The world, too. You know? <laughs> well, so, thank you. Shout out to you, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. I know Um, all the during the time of the Venoms, was the time I was going to a lot of conventions and, and I used to love to run into you because yeah. that was, you know, that was my, my taste of home. I was like, ah, oh, there goes Entice. I know who I'm rolling with for the next few hours, you know. <laughs> right. That, so. that was always fun. I used to love, um, you know, all of the conventions too. Like, I mean, it was just so much fun. Just, just, uh, Good times, good memories, and you know, years later, all of that stuff kind of changed. But you know, so it was fun. It was fun while while it all lasted. All of those rap conventions everywhere, like all over, we were there. You know, you know, one thing I want to talk about with you is um, we we talk about this a lot about how female MCs back in the day wouldn't dare overly sexualize themselves. And, you know, all those female artists that you mentioned that you enjoyed back in the day, I was telling DL one day, I said, you know what, like, you can't, you can't really describe any of their bodies because they didn't, they didn't come out being overly sexual. Right. Like, you never seen... You know, you don't you don't even know if they got tattoos. Right. <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And to see yeah. things change, like and, and entice is another one. You go right on the list mm-hmm. with um, you know, salt salt and pepper, um, Roxanne Shante, the brat, um, uh, even all the way up to Lauren Hill and Rhapsody. Well, I've seen Pepper's body. Yeah, well, yeah, salt, salt and pepper, <laughs> salt and pepper, probably, and I would say salt and pepper and JJ Fad were the only people who would even go as far as wearing the the, the spandex suits. I was talking about the bathtubs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like if, if you like, if you remember the Hush Hush video, like some parts I was kind of like the the harder MC, but then some parts they tried to cute me up, but then they had a lot of you know, the girls in the background and, you know, kind of cute seat up too. So, you know, I think that I'm not certain, but I would, you know, kind of say it was one of the first videos that kind of brought that um, appeal to the game. Yeah. I remember, I remember when that song came out, I said, look at the Tice being provocative. (laughs) 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 But but that's tame. yeah, that's that's tame in comparison to what's out here today. Right. Like right. even then, like if you think hush hush tip was a stretch, then mm-hmm. look at where it's gone. Look where it's come to, or what it's come to now. Right. 
And and you know, so we also want to give you flowers for maintaining an air of respectability. Mm-hmm. You know, like anybody I talk to, you know, it's not like you know, entice out there. No, entice is well respected. Right. If Entice had been out there then, Entice would probably still be out there now. You know what I mean? Like, because all of the people, I'm not going to say that, but all I'm going to say is I appreciate it. And my parents raised me very well. And I'm grateful for my upbringing and the respect that I have for myself. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful for how I'm appreciated for my music. And not anything else, you know. So, right. I'll leave it at that. Right now, we'll say all the guys did have a crush on you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Everybody, all the dudes, like man, entice, 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 and then entice would show up. Everybody get quiet. <laughs> 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 but that's that's part of the respect, right? Right. You know, so. Behind the scenes, everybody's talking about how nice looking Entice is and how they would love to to be her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But when she shows up, everybody just shut up. Right. <laughs> because, you know, you have this level of respect. Absolutely. You think right. it's Sexy Red walk in the room, like Sexy Red get carried off stage and the security guard grab her butt. Right. That's not happening to Entice. Right. 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 You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that... Yeah, that respect goes a long way, and I saw it firsthand. You know, people respected you, and they they respected a lot of the female MCs. Y'all weren't talking about, you know, it it wasn't raunchy. Right. It was right. the kind of music you could play for your parents. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. we just talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about the importance of having fathers. Right. Or both parents in the household, or even just good parents and good direction. And a lot of the, a lot of people making music today don't have that, so they don't have anybody. Like, if you know that somebody's gonna be ashamed of what you do, mm-hmm. you carry yourself a little bit different, right? Yeah, and I'm grateful that I was raised with with my mom and dad and my brother, and you know, I was just you know, and I, you know, being from the south too, you're you're kind of raised a little differently, but you know, I'm grateful for my upbringing and. Um, you know how I was raised because um, you don't you don't uh, no one knows what they're born into you know you're just born and you have to go with go with the flow but I'm just grateful that my situation was amazing shout out to Omnitus <laughs> amazing yeah uh, yeah we, we talked about that record with Ski mm-hmm. no not Ski okay. we talked about it with Fanatic I talked about amazing with Fanatic the live version right. Mentioned that on, we just released that episode not too long ago. Right. And it's funny you brought that up because I definitely got to get a hold of Omniscience. That 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 song was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll definitely, uh, uh, we're going to make that happen. So tell me, um, what do you think when you hear today's female artists? I actually love all the female rappers that are out. I don't, um... I, I just love I'm 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 grateful that females now have a voice because, you know, back in the day it was really we were like the underdog, but now I kinda feel like um and I and I like all the music, you know, because everyone 
has the right to express themselves how they want to. Um, and I'm just grateful that that females are being recognized for um, making good music and, 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 and people are liking it regardless of, of what style it is, you know, that's, that's what's winning. It's working. And I enjoy all the female rappers out there. Shout out to all of them. So you hey. like pound town. Downtown. There's left. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to support, I'm going to support females because one thing dope. when I was coming up, right. Mm-hmm. They tried to put us against each other because Take It to the Stage uh, was a diss to the real Roxanne. Not Roxanne Shantae, but it was a diss to the real Roxanne. Right? Mm-hmm. Telling her to take it to the stage because I was much better than her. And, um, you know, you had the you had the battling going on with, like, LL and Kumo D. And, you know, they're like, well, you can take on real Roxanne. So that's how that song, like, came about. I don't know if you know Real Roxanne. Let's take it to the stage. Like that was a diss. So, like, hip hop back then were people just coming out dissing each other. But yeah, yeah. now, Salt and Pepper started like that, dissing Dougie Fresh, showstopper. Right. And, wow. And 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 and, and <laughs> Roxanne Shante, you know the uh, KR. I think it was KRS One. You know, and and right. the beef with them. And shout out, Mister! Uh, shout out, Mister Freeze! One time, he brought Roxanne and Sparky D down to do a show mm-hmm. way back um, in the day. So that's another um, another right battle set up, Roxanne and yeah, Sparky. That, like, so they put us against each other. So, like, for females to be like, I love hearing the female collaborations with all of the top female rappers because if this was back in my era they would all be in you know so it's a good thing to see unity amongst the female rappers and the music is good i mean um so you have to have diversity um you know when i was coming up i mean we had like a wu-tang but we also had like a top call question of de la soul and a far side i mean so we had so many different you know types of music and i feel like um, females are, are are beginning to be able to express themselves and 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 be feminine, and it's okay. It's cool. Right. And and today, I would argue that you know when you said they're winning, they're not just winning; they're winning, winning right? Like the, you know, <laughs> when you think about the biggest artists out right now who have come around in the past three or four years. Right. Not, you know, because, of course, you got your J. Coles, your Drakes, your Lil Wayne, but these guys been around for 10 years. Future. Like old they, heads they, now. They, yeah, they're literally old heads now. Right. But when you think about new artists running the game, it's people like Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B. Right. You know, it's the the women are actually running the show. Lotto, Corey Ray. Who When you cut on the radio. That's a, right. It's. it's that's what. I mean, to me, as a, as a female artist, it feels good to hear kind of a balance, you know, because it was very sporadic when I was in the game. Right. Was was so, it um was it tough? Like I know that that hip hop was so male dominated back in the day that that um 
you can't help but constantly be around male energy. And and you know, I've been around I've been around you and and the guys before and I think you you know, you just fit right in. Mm-hmm. But did you was that hard for you to do or was it pretty much easy cuz you 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 always seem in your element. Well, I mean, you have to understand that I was the only female in payroll, you know? So Right. I I, I grew I was groomed used to that because when I would be at Dana's, I was the only girl and um you know, I had girl dancers and stuff like that, but as far as rapping, um it was a, it was a couple of other female rappers too, um, but in the very beginning, you know, it's just me and the guy. So when you love music, it does nothing else matters but the music. Right. So so did you have a me too moment, or or were were you safe from that? No, I've, I've never had a me <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can't I. Can't um, you know, put myself in that equation, but you know, I, I I feel for the ones that 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 have those. Right. Right. That that goes. I mean, it's not it's not always just the the way you carry yourself because some some people are gonna throw anybody under the bus yeah. and try to take advantage of anybody. But but I can I can attest that that you know, entice carries herself in a way that is not open to that like you know yeah. if you if you're taking it there you're dead wrong <laughs> you know right. right 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 and you know i i never seen you invite that type of that type of attention so right so i appreciate I, that i i have a question that's unrelated but um so what's your morning regimen like um do you do the warm lemon um water um hot tea because Listening to you now and listening to you back in the day, your voice is exactly the same. Like, how did you keep that up? I have no idea. Like, no, I don't do, like, I do love a honey citrus mint tea from Starbucks. But um, maybe we can get indoors, y'all. But, uh, you know, I I, I do love those. And and, um, I guess this is just my voice, you know. Uh, Right. I I do nothing different, you know, in the, in the mornings I'm in the bed looking at TV and until I have to be mommy and take my kids to school. <laughs> okay. Right on. I right. had to ask. So, so, okay. We've been, we've been kind of following a timeline here. Okay. There are two things that I want to just want to know from an information perspective and for the listeners. One is as wild pitch, how do you move from Wild Pitch to A and M? Is that a situation where you had a deal and the time was running out, or did they did the the Venom's situation become available and you had to do something to get released from Wild Pitch? Like how do you how do you move from one label to another? So something happened with Wild Pitch that I'm not. I think they went with EMI Records and. They, they did some sort of transformation. I don't really remember, but I know I had recorded an album called Single File. And sadly, with all of the changes, it was never released. Oh. Um, I think you, you know, I think you could probably get it online, but it was, a uh, it was, 
the the entire solo album. I mean, it had Hush Hush. I mean, it had me and uh, my big sister Moni Love on there. Do a, did a duet. Um, my boy Killer Priest from from Wu Tang. Uh, and him did a record. I mean, it was a a cool album that a lot. You know, a lot of politics play into albums not being released. Even the the first Deadly Venoms album on A and M um, didn't didn't come out out. I mean, you could probably, like I said, get it. I think, um, but so um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. So I, I I was done with Wild Pitch once I started, once I got with the Deadly Venom. So it was a blessing to like move from being a solo artist to be, being in a group. Right. And so being in a group with a bunch of girls. Wow, how cool is that? Because I've always been a fan of female rappers. Right. So, um, you know, to, to not only be in a group, but to be in a group with all female rappers. And I love female rappers and... You know, I thought it was awesome. Cool. How, so, so you didn't have to do anything to make like legally or anything to to make that happen. It was just time anyway. That's right. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Time. So, so after um after the Venom's album does not come out, what do you do? What what happens then? So, the first Venom album um, didn't come out. It was like a, a lot of stuff going on. Um, so, we ended up, uh, like, we had recorded one more, uh, the first album from a and We recorded that out in California. And, um... Actually, we did the second one, too. We ended up, uh, the albums that we featured on with, like, Corrupt and Tequila, like, Shaq, um, those albums, I think, came out, and we, we were featured on those, but when it was time for our album to come out, it didn't. Um, that was, like, a compilation-type deal? No, no, no. Tequila's uh, Shaq's album was called Respect. It was just his album. Okay, that's right. He was on and I saw y'all in the showcase one time, right? The A and M showcase, yeah. right? Yeah, and then um, and then corrupt. It was his solo album. He wasn't with um that Dash from Dot Pound. It was like corrupt solo album, Corruption. So the Deadly Venoms are featured on that album as well as Shaq's album Respect. Um, and we do a lot of things together out there while we were out there, but we ended up going with DreamWorks. Okay. Records. Gerald Buxby, RP to him. Um, and then we did like a, a another album. But anyway, long story short, that didn't come out either. And so the album that did come to light and come out was Still Standing album that Storm um worked his way to get that album out and I think I was back here um by the time that came out but it was just uh me champ and Jay Boo on that particular album that did you know hit hit the shelves literally because back then they were still hitting the shelves 
But um, you can still go on, go online, I'm sure, and get the, the, the albums from the Deadly Venoms that didn't come out from the big labels. Um, but they were really, it was a lot of good music on there. And right. um, it's sad. Like a lot of politics behind the scenes um, and then some issues that I'm not even going to get into between, you know, people had nothing to do with me. <laughs> But you know when you're in a in a in a crew, you know. We want work. the scoop. We want the tea. So you know that's that's all. That's all. You know I'm not the type to. I'm a positive energy person, so right. You're gonna only get positive energy coming from me. So um, well, you for, know. for the listeners that don't remember, they had this dope Sprite commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that Sprite. The Venoms. No, that wasn't. That was like that was like the other girls. It wasn't us, but, but uh, that was kind of a like. Oh, that was a that was a, a knockoff. That's what it was. It was that's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I remember. It was all girls, and and uh, I didn't have a problem with with that because I, I liked all of them, and you know it is what it is. But uh, yeah, it was a knockoff. Oh. Well, I take back what I say. I'm gonna edit that right out. That that wasn't dope at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. Now we're gonna we're gonna fast forward a little bit because um we talked about all kind of topics on the show, and it's not just about the artists in their heyday. We're trying to you know explain to people that life there's life after the music too. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about what happens after and what made you decide to to move forward in another direction. Like when when do you say instead of spending 24 seven on music, I spend seven, uh, you know, seven hours, three days a week. You know how how does that how does that happen, and so and tell I, me about your transition. So I spent you know ever since I was very young doing the music thing, and I always wanted you know to be married and have a family, and um, so one day, like I I was live we were all living out in California, and um. I ended up uh, coming home to be in a wedding for one of my high school best besties from high school, R.I.P. to Tanya. And so um, that, that, that like time period when I was home is where I met my husband. And um, I didn't ever want to go back to California or New York. <laughs> Like yeah. I fell in love and and um, never stopped doing music. I mean, I would still go and he he would support that and you know. But I I wanted to you know be married and have a family and I'm grateful that I that I had that opportunity. I I uh, you know used to rap about being single with no kids and now I rap about you know being married and the blessings that God has given me my two kids and 
um, you know, you change directions. Like, I really, um, I came out with an inspirational album a couple of years ago. And, like, as an, as an artist, and I don't know if you feel this way as, as a DJ, but as an artist, like, music, like, I'm going to always be a rapper, like, forever. Like, right. as long as I can pick up a pen and write, I'm going to write. Because it's kind of me just venting to me. <laughs> like, right, right. Under, totally I understand like, totally. I care less. You know, like, it's, it's what I do and I enjoy doing it. So, um, it's something I always do, but it's just, it's fun to, to mature and make good music. Like, um, just inspirational. Like, I, I feel like, um, you know, nowadays it needs to be a certain type of variety of hip hop instead of just one particular thing. Like, you can also have some some inspirational music that's just as good as the other stuff that can maybe give a positive message. So, you know, that's my goal. And, and I get, I feel good when I do it. So I'll keep doing it is, is you know, you still see Patti LaBelle performing. Right, <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I do because that's what God blessed me with. And and a lot of artists, as they, as we mature, you know, we get into a different space. And you're not you're not by any means the first artist to go inspirational, right? You know, over time, I know uh, I know that Salt had dabbled in some inspirational music here and there, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you had a couple of people left Three Six Mafia and got into inspirational music, right? So. You know that's that's a sign of maturity. You know when you're young, you just you know you do it for the gram, and when you're older, you're doing it to change lives. Right? But you're still doing your thing. What's what's the name of your what's the name of your your most recent album? Um, Food for Soul. Food for Soul. Can we find it on all platforms? You should be able to. Yeah, it came out like probably right. It really didn't get to do like all that we had planned because of COVID like hit right um, during that time, I think, you know, maybe a month or so before it, you know, we, we, we came out with it, but um, good album to me. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still who I am and I don't know, like sometimes I go back and listen to, to some of, some of my music from back in the day as well as the music I recorded with Deli Venoms and I've always been inspirational to me like if I listen to my lyrics and I'm like wow you know I'm still saying guarantee guaranteeing y'all that God bless on a Deli Venom track right you know think about it you never heard me say a curse word you might have heard them but you never heard me curse on the record nah you don't need clean version for entice you don't my mom taught me that like years ago. Like now, you might find something that you know maybe long, 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 long time ago where you felt like you had to because everybody else was doing it. But you know, my mom said, "You don't. You, you, that's not who you are." You know, and it wasn't. So I said, "Okay, 
I never did it again. It's since probably the the 80s. And, and even when I did, it didn't even sound right to me because that's not who I am. Like, I've always been a positive energy type of person. So if you really listen to my lyrics, you'll hear that. So technically, it's still no different with my inspirational music um, because I'm still trying to inspire. Right, right. Well, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Pretty- your your career has been very inspirational. And um yeah. and see you you were able to get to this space without having to to pivot too much. Yeah. You know, whereas um you know, I, I don't know. You remember a girl named Jackie O from Florida? She had a song called Nookie. But I remember Name, not the song. Well, I know she's been doing inspirational music, but you know she's done a one eighty mm-hmm. from where she was. Kitty Black from New Orleans, kind of like a bounce artist. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's on the inspirational tip now. Right. So you know there's there's a lane for, it, and I'd like to see. You know, I like to to see and hear more of that because you know that's that's what younger artists need to see. They don't need to see people our age making music about smoking and drinking and having unprotected sex, mm-hmm. right? Because right. they, they feel like that's what their future is going to be, and that's not what it should be, right? It's definitely a, a market for you know all music of all ages to inspire. So, um, you know, that's what I do. I write from the heart and. Whoever listens, listens. I don't. I don't make it for for everybody. I I make it for me, and then if others enjoy it, cool. Right, right. That's how. So, you have any um any favorite stories you want to tell us about some of your favorite moments in the game? Because I know you've been on a lot of stages with a lot of different people. You know who who um you know who who was your favorite some of your favorite people to have worked with or around outside of the payroll policy, of course. Um, I've enjoyed everybody that I work with, but I think that, um, one of my favorite moments now that, you know, things have happened the way it has is meeting Biggie when I was in Philadelphia one time and, you know, he was going to come out with his album and he was like, yo, and Tice, he said, you know, I love Hush Hush Tip. That's my joint, you know? And he said, matter of fact, I just recorded Rap City and, and when they asked me what video I want to see, I said, Hush Hush Tip, right? And I didn't believe him. Like, wow. He was like, yeah. And so, um, he said, yeah, it's coming. Like he told me when it was going to come, when it was going to air and stuff and I watched it and sure enough, it was what he said, and I, I think that uh, that um, you know, it's like the hush hush tip. I think kind of inspired some of the records that he he did um, on that type of you know vibe. But that was a huge you know. Now that I now that he's not no longer here, and I mean I had you know it, he was he was a a fun person, and I and and um. You know, I just think back a lot of times where we used to hang out together, which, which was cool. But you know, and y'all had something in common. 
Right. Y'all, y'all both brought Method Man to his first features wow. outside of, outside of Wu Tang. Think about it. When when Biggie's album dropped, the what that was the like outside of uh, Hush Hush Tip and the what you and Biggie were the only people to at least that early in the game to include Wu Tang artists, specifically Method Man. Right. On your tracks when nobody else was able to get that done. Dope. You get an award for that because I never even thought about that. Yeah. And Biggie spent some time in North Carolina. Hey, and when you think about um, Fanatic end up producing uh, Crush on You. Right. And you talk about how much he liked Hush Hush Tip and think about the way that, that Method Man is in the hook. He did the right. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the same type of energy on that song. Mm-hmm. Met yep. the man, I won't tell if you won't tell. Nowadays, you got to keep it on the hush hush. And here's Biggie. I know you see me in the video. True. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, that, so that, that's a, that's a, 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 you know, something that I will never forget. And, you know, I was, I can remember being in New York and Staten Island, you know, working on music when, you know, I heard about him and, you know, just sad because he was really a, a talented, you know, cool artist that had a lot more to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just grateful that I got to know him. And as a matter of fact, um, when I was in, when I was in college, I, I stayed at NYU for the summer before my senior year at Bennett with some girls that had just graduated from Bennett. And we stayed at NYU, and um, I got to work on music. That was kind of like uh, my internship for, for school. So I got to do a lot of, a lot of music. But um, Jesse West, um, which I know through Sincere, too, he came and picked me up. And he said, I got a studio session. You want to come? I said, cool. Came and picked me up and went to the studio because he was doing a, a song with Biggie. And it was Biggie and Tupac and Poetic Justice. It was like the summer before Poetic Justice came, came out because all over New York is like all these signs with Janet Jackson Tupac for that, that movie. Mm-hmm. But um, so I got the pleasure to see Biggie and Tupac together as friends and they made a record called House of Pain that Jesse West produced. Wow. I don't know if it's out. I don't know if you'll ever hear it, but I was there. I met Tupac <clears throat> um, and they were they were actually cool and recorded a record together and I can say that I was a part of that because I witnessed it. Wow. Nice. Nice. Platinum moment right there. You know Carolina, what I'm I hope you're paying attention, man. This is the Capital City <laughs> Podcast right here. <laughs> That's yeah. good stuff. That's good stuff. Any more any more um moments like that you want to reminisce on? So yeah, the time I was at Bennett and I met Capital J when I when he was with Sway and Hey, nice. And I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I rode down to Charlotte with y'all one time. To you had a performance at this club called City Lights, I think it was called. 
And um, yeah, I rode down there to Charlotte. Now, mind you, I'm you know, right. I'm just a dude hanging with K Nice. I'm a DJ, yeah, but I, you know, I'm not on the radio yet or any of that stuff. So I'm sitting right. there like, this is awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Hey, nice. nice, like you know, just was huge. I mean, I can remember, um, you know, him. Being the DJ when I had those huge shows at the Greensboro Coliseum with like Sweet Tea and Houdini and um, just, you know, a, a lot of uh, Kumo D, like a lot of, you know, big artists to us at the time. And, you know, hey, now he did his thing. And, uh, you know, my super duper DJ T love when that, when I did take it to the stage. But, you know, it's a, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot of cool people behind the scenes for these artists. And um, I just want to shout them out. Hey, no doubt. You know, here goes a funny story for you. I remember K Nice uh, when when we were staying together. I remember K Nice practicing for one of your shows one time. I'm just sitting there watching. He was cutting up. There's no way that the car can't sit down. There's no way that the car can't sit down. He was sitting there working. He was like, "Yeah, this is gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be dope." <laughs> I mean, yeah, like they 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 pretty much did the shows. Like, this is what you're gonna do. Like, I was just a rapper. Like, you know, and I can remember um, Dana when I used to go there. He he taught me how to rap on beat because. I had a lot of songs and a lot of raps, and he'd play a beat, and I'd be all off beat like, like they are nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> like they are nowadays. But I promise you, I could rap on beat, and they taught me how to flunk. Like. Like, and then when I, when I, like, I couldn't wait to go over there to, to flow. Right. Started- we talked about that, how, how the grooming mm-hmm. is gone because people just, they record, like, they're, some of these people's first work is out yeah, for the public the immediately. Yeah, I was the same way though. Without Dana, I, I probably would still be like the the you know the the female rapper out there now that can't that 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 you know can't rhyme on beat. But it's kind of cool now. But back then, you had to be on beat. <laughs> you know, nobody was doing it. <laughs> right, and that's just a problem. Everybody who raps off beat eventually they end up on the beat. You give them right. time. It's just that back in the day, we didn't hear those first two or three songs. Mm-hmm. They didn't get released until they got on the beat. Mm. Now you record mm. it and you put it out immediately. And if it jumps off and your performance ain't isn't polished yet, right? Too late. You're out there, right? Yeah. And yeah, things have changed. Things have changed. But um, man, we appreciate we appreciate uh we appreciate your polish. You you've been a polished MC for a long time, and I want and thank you, thank you guys. I, I appreciate what you all are doing. Podcasts are the new it, and um, you know, keep hip hop alive, especially in North Carolina. So, and all over, like you know, being able to tell our stories, you know, that's huge. So, right. yep, that's exactly why we do it. Yep, because you deserve your flowers. Absolutely. Deserve it. Yep. And, you know, I want to put something together to properly recognize 
the true uh, the true founding fathers and and mothers mm-hmm. of of our hip hop situation here. And um, well, we only got a month and a half for the fifty year run out, but yeah, it'd be wonderful. I know, I know. Time is time is flying, but whenever it gets done, it'll be overdue. Right. You know. And um, yep, you're another person. Like I said, this conversation has come up before, and um, I think it's it's a shame. You know, it's a shame that that nobody has done anything Mm -hmm. to properly um give you guys the respect you deserve. But you know, when when you do this, you don't do it for that. You know, at least I don't. So it doesn't it, it it doesn't bother me. But you know. It doesn't change the fact that it hadn't happened. Right. And you don't start off expecting that it'll come to this point, but this is where we are now. Right. And, and you know, bottom line is you deserve it. You know? So. Yeah, I'm just great. North Carolina got put on the map, and um, people now recognize the talent that we have. And I still feel like one day our crew, like, like Mark Sparks, I mean, huge producer. Like, I still feel like one day our original crew, I mean, like, you know, we had a lot of good artists. Dizzy and D Mac. Man, I used to love D Mac. Um, hot lyricist from the yeah. little small dot on the app. I'll never forget that. But, um, you know, we just have so much talent. I mean, I still feel like we can be the, um, empire for the future of North Carolinians in this game together because it's so much talent, you know, but everybody is so busy doing their own thing that um, it would have to take a huge force to make that happen. But I still have faith and we'll see. Well, I'm rooting for all that to happen. Right. And, and whenever it does, I want to be a part of it somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> Of course he would. For, absolutely. I absolutely want to be a part of that. So, hey, we appreciate you spending this time with us. And, um, yeah, I can't thank you enough. That went by fast. It went by fast, but we've actually been going at it for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Keep doing what y'all do. And, um, you know, it's been fun. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. And lastly, you want to shout out anybody before you go? I just want to give a shout out to everybody out there that creates positivity and feeds off of that type of energy and inspiration. Keep doing what you do because we need more of y'all out there. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the one, the only, legendary Entice. Yeah, that was a dope one. Yeah, yeah. Put some respect on her name. If you don't know, look this stuff up. She gave you the name of her latest album. Go listen to that. Get some positive energy in your life. And um, and also look up the catalog. The Hush Hush Tip videos on YouTube if you need a reference point to, to see what we're talking about or hear the music. All that's available on YouTube. You can find a new album on all the platforms. So... With that being said, it's the Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J, alongside my main man, D.L. Glass. And you can listen to the Capital City Podcast.
on all platforms as well. Anywhere you consume your podcast materials. Anywhere. Anywhere. Talk to Alexa. Tell her. Play the new episode of the Capital City Podcast. Boom. There it is.